Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us today on our International Women's Day special podcast. It's really great to have you here talking to us, but would you just mind introducing yourself for the benefits of our audience? Yep. My name is Sarah Narricott. I'm Cybersecurity Manager at Hitachi Capital. Mm -hmm. I've been working in cyber now for the past 10 years in various roles from access management, infrastructure, um, certain incident response, dabbling in a bit of cyber threat. Excellent. So before we get sort of stuck into the topic that we're uh, that we're focusing on today, I always like to ask everyone that I'm doing a podcast with whether you prefer the top the word cybersecurity or information security. It seems to be a bit of a polemic subject. So I'm always uh, interested to hear what people think. Oh, I don't mind really. I mean, I generally think cybersecurity is more the operational side, and information security is really around the governance and assurance side of things. Mm. Um, I think cyber for me sounds a lot sexier and cooler, um, but I, I honestly don't mind. I, I, it depends whether you understand yourself better. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for joining that debate. Um, so, how did you how did how did you get into cybersecurity? What was it that attracted you to it in the first place? I got into it completely by accident. I used to work for a major. Um, international bank I worked in their branches and I had a bit of a knack for finding weird stuff so a little bit of fraud a little bit of money laundering and it was a bit of a ring joke in the branches where I worked that I would always be the one submitting the most fraud reports or money laundering reports um did actually get somebody nicked in branch one as well (laughs) Um, and then the um they tried to do a runner, so the not guilty plea kind of went out of the door at that point they didn't the police got them um but yeah, so I, I kind of like the nosiness side of things and um, an opportunity came up um, for a role in our information security risk mm-hmm. function and I applied for it and didn't get it first time and, they said, and I had a chat with the guy there. He said, oh, well, we'll keep your CV on file and I was thinking, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. course you will, of course you will. Then a few months later, I got a call, we've got this role coming up, do you fancy applying for it? I'm like, Absolutely. Uh, so I went along, did the interview, got the job and thrown in completely at the deep end, which was brilliant. It's that, it was, for me, that was the perfect way to start off completely day one. Right. This is what you're going to be Crack doing. Crack on and do it. Off you pop. <laughs> Absolutely. Great support, though, from the guys who were training me up and mentoring me. But, yeah, it was completely by accident. So and that was working on password management and identity management. So that was great. A yeah. bit of infrastructure as well. And just started, to, and that was probably my first introduction as well as into incident management when things started to go a bit wrong mm-hmm. um, as well. So that was when I kind of got the bug, so to speak. So, yeah, so that was how I started and just kept going from there, really. Excellent. Well, I got into uh, cybersecurity by accident as well. So it seems to be a common theme along people that I'm talking to, actually. They all uh, they all seem to have just fallen into it. I'm not sure there's actually any any actual straight paths into cybersecurity. I think um, I think everyone just accidentally turns up here. And we, <laughs> we all seem to be doing an all right job. I think it's getting better. <laughs> I, th- I think it's getting better. I think there's definitely a lot more degree mm. courses and a lot more awareness around it. You've got organizations like um, the NCSC, um, doing their girls first um program and there's a lot more focus now in schools as well about developing kids awareness of cyber security and privacy and cyber bullying and a lot of it i think you know that gets people interested um but at the same time i think there should be more routes in from 
I guess, other other fields as well, because there's other fields that have such a great impact. The skill set that could be brought across could be phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, which, which kind of fields have you got in mind? Things like teaching, for example. Mm. That's a great way of communicating and educating people, because user awareness is, for me, has always been the golden yeah. bullet. You get your end user awareness um, in an organisation right, and the training right, you could do a lot with that. You get people interested. You you reduce your risk profile massively just just with something like that. And it's quite cheap to mm. do as well compared to a lot of fancy tools that look and sound really cool. But at the end of the day, your end user awareness is is the golden bullet. If your people aren't aware of what they're clicking on and the dangers of clicking on something that looks possibly legit yeah. and they don't know where to go with that you're running a massive risk with mm-hmm. that but yeah so there's I think there's loads of occupations where you know data scientists come in that you know they'd be you know perfect working somewhere like a senior yeah. or a SOC they, they do awesome stuff so yeah I think there's massive opportunities for people from other professions to come into cyber and do I think that's well. quite interesting what you're saying about teachers because obviously there's quite a lot of female teachers out there I mean I'm not sure of the statistics but nearly all my teachers at school were women um whether that whether that was an anomaly or not, I'm not sure. Um, but as it's International Women's Day, we're talking about getting women more into the cybersecurity field. Maybe that could be a way for them to get into it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And part of it is keeping the profession mm. accessible as well. So flexibility, and I'd say that applies also to men as well. Making sure um, flexibility around workings there, shared parental leave is encouraged. Yeah, uh, one of my friends, he took shared parental leave and his work didn't take him seriously they thought he was joking he's like no I'm off now for four months and they were like oh but what about all this stuff well I've been handing it over I've been sending you all the information but we haven't looked at it we didn't think it was serious but yeah I think making sure you keep the flexibility around career breaks you know you'll have people who might be taking time off for looking after older parents maybe looking after children keep the um keep your patient open to that kind of working because flexible working works for everybody it's not a person I know who doesn't work flexible and doesn't get so much out of it and they're also a lot end up a lot more committed as well to what they're doing because they haven't got a commute to deal with so it's like right log on crack on let's let's get some stuff done before um yeah it's a bit of a nice cycle as well because obviously if you're doing flexible working and you must work in an organization it's gone through a a digital transformation project and if you've gone through a digital transformation project then it's highly likely they'll have some kind of security issues so you've definitely got yourself a job there if if so if a company's offering flexible working so yeah it all works out quite well actually doesn't it 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 really does keeps me in a job yeah keeps me in a job right so why do you think there's um a sort of shortage of women working in cyber security because uh, statistics is saying it's something like 11% I think of um, cyber security professionals yeah. are, are women so what do you think it is to do with the flexible working or do you think there's other other things that are causing that? I, th- I think that's part of it but I also think and I definitely encountered this when I was younger there was a definite jobs for girls jobs for boys Hmm. and I think that 11% actually is lower when you get to the technical roles I think it's about 6% when you get down to technical roles so I think a lot of it is encouraging encouraging girls in your STEM subjects so Hmm. um, there was a great um, there was a great thing done by the BBC actually a few years ago where they had a Doctor Who app that encouraged kids to get into coding so I think 
it's it's all of those. I think it's making sure that the availability of the materials is there um, for for girls and boys. But I think getting rid of that whole gender, there's jobs for boys, jobs for girls. I think it's getting yeah. a lot better. Um, but I think um, you definitely want to encourage girls. I mean, I've got a young daughter and trying to get her away from Lego is hard work. <laughs> um, I have to, any bribery, it's not chocolate, it's not sweets, it's Lego. Yeah. Um, but she's got that curiosity to build and um, to work with technical Lego as well. She's mm. five. Um, so she's completely obsessed with but that But obviously well. she's got that role um, model of, at home so who's working in that kind of environment. I mean, I'm guessing you're not going home on a, on a night time and talking to your five-year-old about what you've been doing specifically at work that day. But if she sees you working in with computers in more of a technical role and if you've got that kind of mindset and you're teaching her in that kind of way, then that's obviously must be encouraging her to develop that side of her personality. So I think it's probably to do with her being able to see a role model as well. That could be part of it. Also, we're quite um, liberal as well with the use of technology mm. within the home as well, because it's not something you're ever going to get away from. So um, I know there's a lot about the downsides of letting kids using um, apps and tablets and things yeah. like that. But I think if you take a step back from that and you think about, right, what are they doing with that time? What are they learning with that? My daughter has completely bypassed our parental controls. <laughs> and there's part of me thinking, oh, no. Hey, she could be hacking. And you the other be, part of me is going, it. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I was so proud as well. So I'm like, good and bad. So, you know, I was... I was um, it's really interesting to see how she's developed because the technology is not going to go backwards and it's not going to go forward. So just to gently educate her on how to use it responsibly and how to use it yeah. for fun and get the most out of it. But also if she were to see something weird, she absolutely would come to either mm -hmm. her husband and say, what's this? Should I be seeing this? Which she has done on, yeah. on occasions. Um, and a lot of that is just like, it's just something she hasn't seen before, but she's got that confidence to say, this doesn't sit right. I've not seen this before. Yeah. Am I all right to look at this? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it is around around that side of things. But from going back to um, encouraging children um, in, into areas like cyber, I think some of it is having people there who have experienced it and also from different angles as well. So people who have done things like pen testing, operational, people who have set out from day one to go into yeah. that area other people who've fallen into it and, and made a, a career change is also a great way of getting other people and not necessarily you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a young age people are aware actually you can make that change mm -hmm. you can make a career change at 30 and be really good at it as well it could be something that you were you're kind of afraid to are you trying to say 30 is not a young age it was my birthday not long ago and I was only just bloody 30 <laughs> I've just turned 40. I turned 40 earlier this year, so I'm well ahead. I'm well ahead. I have a midlife crisis in my mid-20s. Yeah, I, uh, I'm on that page as well, don't worry. I, um, yeah, so that, like you said about career return. Career return is coming back at 30, being really old like me. Yeah, um, so actually when I had my daughter, I came back. <laughs> when I had my daughter, I came back at the age. I can come back to work. Well, I was 29, I think, when I went back into into work. Um, but I moved from being in more of a, a general IT space over to cybersecurity, and I've actually found it a lot more of a welcoming space. Um, 
with in terms of being a woman like there doesn't seem to be in it i've got a lot of people questioning whether i was good enough at my job and that kind of thing because i was a girl um mm. whereas in cybersecurity, there seems to be a really good community i think of women out there who are all supportive of, of one another but potentially that's because the, the numbers of women in cybersec are so low uh we all join together a bit more i think Absolutely. And the cybersec community is very, very small. So regionally, I'm up at I'm up in Sheffield. So, you know, everybody d- tends to know everybody mm. else in the community and um, even even wider as well. You, you do get to know people either by reputation, interacting with them on courses, on conferences. And you just you know, you just trade ideas and you chat to each other and reach out for help and everything. And you have got that bond. But I have I, I had both of my children whilst working in cybersecurity and you know I came back doing four days a week and absolutely fine and I think part of that is because I I had that I was given that flexibility and I was given that trust so I thought right I'm going to go out and prove to you that just because I've got kids just because I'm working four days a week I say just being a parent you'll know it's (laughs) definitely full-time parent then part-time cyber you know, I can do just as good a job as if I were working five days. So you kind of get that right, you know, if the, for anybody who has got the doubts, I'm going to prove mm. you wrong. But I also, I really want to justify that faith you've put in me to have that privilege to work for yeah. days. I want to really justify that in terms of productivity of what I'm doing and what I'm finding, what I can contribute as well. Yeah, it sounds like you've got the same, uh, well, a very similar personality to me, though. But if you're from Yorkshire, then, you know, two Yorkshire birds together. uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Traditionally a scouter, though. Historically a scouser. Oh, okay, okay. Well, northern bird, northern bird. We'll let you off. Northern, yeah, that's it. I'll let you off for being the wrong side of the Pennines, don't worry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think there is quite a, like, I'm quite determined to prove what, what what my capabilities are and make sure that people know that I know what I'm doing so yeah I'm a very very similar to you if I was working four days a week I'd be still be end up doing five days a week worth of work that's pretty much what I aim to do yeah. just purely because I, I you know I need to do it that the workload doesn't go down yeah. but I also you know I want to justify that trust somebody's put in me in, mm-hmm. in giving me that time to get to look to look after my kids yeah. on a Friday um you know it'll, it'll probably involve a lot of running around getting a lot more frustrated than I would if I was at work but you know <laughs> a lot more tired. Awesome just to have that 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 time with them oh I'm, I'm jiggered by the end of a Friday yeah. I'm absolutely shattered it's the only day on my pedometer that I can guarantee I will go over 10,000 steps yeah. <laughs> and that's because I'm you know I'm chasing around after a two-year-old I've got the five-year-old to get to work to get to get to school yeah. there get to work you send her out early and you know all to, <laughs> why not why not she's got skills yeah it sounds like she's doing good at hacking her own ipad so yeah that's uh, quite impressive it's not bad it's a dad's ipad as well (laughs) that's brilliant um so yeah i think we talked about yeah so we talked about this why why we think there's sort of a shortage of women um and i think we pretty much covered off how we can attract more women i think um around Mm. the flexible working and obviously the different facets of of cyber security that people can get into um yeah so yeah it's been really 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 interesting talking to you um and also nice to speak oh, to another and also nice to speak to another northerner because uh, so far on the podcast we've had yeah. the, we've had a, the lovely chloe who is from america and then i've also had um cloda who is from ireland but actually lives in germany so um it's been yeah it has oh, on this wow. international women's day it has been a very international, women's international. podcast. yeah 
Yeah. Well, as Northern lasses, you know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, we get about. <laughs> I'm not going to commit to say. <laughs> There's no way that comes across as good, gonna say, I'm not going to commit to saying that on the air. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. It's been really lovely. Oh, thanks for having me. No problem. Speak soon. And a happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to you too.